welcome listeners. This is Broken Girl Unchained. I'm Mike, and I'm here with uh, Juliet, owner, operator, and all-around badass. I feel like I said that same exact thing you in did. our first one. Yeah, I mean, it, it still makes me nervous. You know what? It still applies today. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, Juliet, you know, started this, and she's going to tell you a little bit about kind of why she started this whole, why she started this, the podcast, the blog, and that sort of stuff. Um, She's extremely talented, amazingly beautiful. If you ever meet her in person, you will. Why are you always going to mention that? <laughs> it, it, I, I, like I said, I don't know how to take compliments. <laughs> anybody that's, that's, you know, on the Instagram page or, or seen it, they, they, they know, right? So, you know, and I, I have a problem. Well, I love taking pictures. Mm-hmm. I love capturing moments, especially when I feel good about myself, but. You know, people always, people always just, they take whatever they see at face value, you know, they, they're just like, oh, well that's, and they create this perception. Right. Right. They create their own narrative based Mm -hmm. on what they see. And that's, you know, I think that's the reality of, of putting those, putting that stuff out there is you're subject to public scrutiny. Oh yeah, for sure. It's in public. So just because I may have put something out and I say it should have, this is how I intended it to be, mm-hmm. but you interpreted it to be this. I, I can't really control that. Yeah, it's it's a trip because um, I just launched um, my women's empowerment uh, promo vid- video. Mm-hmm. And a, a bunch of us girls, all four of us girls are in lingerie you know, or, you know, like, uh, Marissa, you know, she was in a t-shirt and she just had her butt cheeks, you know, um, showing. And, you know, for me, I just, I want these girls to be proud of their bodies. I want to raise my girls not to be like, not to be provocative, but I want them to be, to love who they are and the skin that they're in. And I think that's the challenge, right? Where's that line for you? And I'm mm-hmm. asking you this as a question. Um, and maybe that's something we can put for the viewers too. Like, what's that line for you? Where do you, where do you draw that line between something that's um, empowering versus something that's, and I don't want to say trashy, but like something inappropriate. that's inappropriate. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, our society, we're we're kind of built we're uptight yeah we're, we're totally uptight we are and still very much pure and you know yeah. like a sex is such a taboo subject and um it's you're not supposed to talk about it you know right. um but for me i was raised that way too you yeah, know me too. and um being the fact that we're moving forward in this podcast i'm starting to be a little bit more open i'm starting to be a little a lot more confident mm-hmm. you know um and i'm sure about myself and i'm um i'm very uh, open well and that was one of the reasons you started it right was mm-hmm. to to kind of reclaim your confidence reclaim your voice give other women i remember when when we started the um the the blog because i help you edit the blog and mm-hmm. and um you know help you with the behind the scenes the, log- the logistics stuff you know um 
my web, my website. <laughs> right, right. You're just like, hey, I'd like to do this, and I'm like, uh, okay, I'll learn. And so, <laughs> I throw a lot at him for sure. It's okay. It's it's fun. It's um, I enjoy working with you. I enjoy, I really enjoy the content, and that's that's what I really want to talk about with you is, mm-hmm. is that content is. They're all know, true stories. And you were. What was you, what were you hoping? Because initially I know when you started the blog, it was just kind of like, you know what? I just need to get this shit out and fuck, just put it out there. And, and that was the writing process for you was kind of healing. And, and, but there's been more that's kind of come to that. Well, and see, this is the thing. Like I had to, I, I couldn't find closure. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this in my first episode. I couldn't find closure. I didn't know how to find it. And I just had to write. I just had to get it out. I just had to tell my story in my own words and and own my faults and call people out. And yeah. you know what I mean? And I didn't want to do it in a malicious way, but I wanted to do it in a way that was healing for me. Like Torch It, um, my article Torch, Torch It, which is one of my favorite articles. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it did something for me. It was a, it was closure, you know, and I took items that, you know, tied me to my ex-husband cause I needed closure on that. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wasn't going to get it from him. And then I took items from my mom and I, and my biological mom. Well, I really don't have a mom. <laughs> so, um, your, your birth mother, my birth mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I lit it on fire. And it did something to my soul. Like I can actually talk about this stuff and not cry before you could, I couldn't even, No, I, I couldn't even bring up my birth mom without me bursting into tears. Right. I remember when I, when you and I first met and it was, that topic came up, it was, it was obviously very emotional. And then you've had the, you know, your run-ins with, with, the month of May and and other stuff that were, that were huge triggers for you Mm -hmm. that I would completely shut down. I would be, I was self sabotaging. Mm -hmm. I was drinking a lot. I I, I can honestly say that I was an alcoholic. Like I would drink a Costco sized bottle of alcohol and I, I would wake up drunk, go to sleep drunk and go on with my day. Well, it's numbing, right? That's what I needed to do was to numb that pain. And it yeah. wasn't healthy for me at all. And I tried everything. I tried working out. I tried hiking and canoeing, um, moving. I moved away so I can heal. And, um, and moving away, I think was the best thing I could have ever done for myself. Well, you get out of that situation for a minute and, and kind of get your head right. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us about how, um, what are you kind of hoping to, what what were you hoping to accomplish when you started it? And then has that changed or how has it shifted now? Or, or are you starting to attain some of those goals that you initially I've hit set? every single goal of mine um, personally and work related with you Mm. and um I've I feel more passionate about what I do you know and 
I, I just want to reach as many people as possible and, you know, talk about suicide prevention. I want to talk about, you know, mental health and empowering those that, you know, have had their challenges or have faced the ugliest fucking trials that you can ever possibly fucking imagine. Like, like Heather that was in our uh, women's empowerment um, photo shoot. I swear that girl has like nine lives. Right. Her, her story is pretty intense. Intense. And, and so so is Marlena's. So mm-hmm. is Marissa's. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that if 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 there are people out there, and I, I can contest to this, my sisters, you know, that have lived a very sheltered life, and that's great. And But it, it makes it hard for the people that has really gone through some shit. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they really take what they have for granted. Some, I think, I think some people do. So mm-hmm. let me let me present you this scenario. I just thought about it. Um, I run across your site. I run across your podcast. I'm, you know, I've maybe been through something, or or I'm, I'm looking, you know, because a lot of times when we're going through stuff, we'll go online and start searching for stuff. You right. know what I mean? Keywords. I yeah. know I did that. Searching for articles, searching yep. for validation, mm-hmm. help, whatever it Healing, is. Healing, yeah. So. I'm someone who's going through some stuff, you know, and I'm, you know, and I run across your site and I run across the podcast. What do you hope I get out of, out of this? I want you to feel, a, you know, all what, if you're feeling sad, mad, or you want, or if you want revenge, or if like you're unsure of the future, or you just don't know how you're going to get through that day I want you to know that everything that you go through is temporary you know every emotion every moment and you know it might seem like it's devastating or you might not understand it but there's definitely a reason Mm -hmm. and you have to trust it you have to trust uh, your healing process and you have to trust the process of life how are you how are you hoping to help them like i, I know you're bringing these people on we, you've had experts on i've you've... had yeah i've had um life coaches attorneys i i want to provide um, a vehicle for women to either use their voice and tell their stories so they can get their closure or I want to bring someone on the show that can give them information that they're looking for. Because I mean, I've had an, I've had two attorneys, um, on my show and I wish I would have heard the, you know, my podcast at the time of going through my divorce, it would have saved me a hell of a lot of paperwork, a hell of a lot of tears, frustration, stress, time, time. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And, um, I, I'm, blessed enough to give that as a gift so you, you've talked a lot about your um you know your estranged relationship with your mom or, or the fact that it's pretty much non-existent um, yeah and growing up with trauma and stuff like that so um why don't you talk a little bit about how 
how overcoming those things and learning to, to battle those demons, how, what that does for your strength, for your, your peace of mind, for any of that stuff. How, how has it changed you as a person? I don't think it has. Um, oh, yeah, it's definitely changed me. It's shaped me. It's made me... Um, it's made me love a little bit differently and a lot more unconditionally. Can you explain that? That's an interesting concept. Yeah. So. Um, well, okay. So my birth mom, she only loves when the conditions are right for her. Mm-hmm. Like I have to be doing, I, there's no. You have to be her ideal. Right. Or the love, like, like. I have to, I have It's to, like a contract. Right, right. I have to either be working for her or I have to be working three jobs. I can't be going to school. I can't do anything that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, I had to be her little puppet and, um, God forbid I go through trial and error in life, you know, and she dumbed me down. She made me feel like I wasn't good enough. She, and the reason why I am the way I am today, like I, I hate cooking. I should love cook. I should, I should love cook. I should love cook. <laughs> <laughs> I should love to cook. But she made me feel like I was always in the way. Mm-hmm. And um, every time I made a mistake, it was like, oh, my God, you can't even do this right or something like that. Now, you know? did you feel like when you were when you were growing up, like even before some of the other trauma that you talked about, mm-hmm. like just the, the day-to-day mom and daughter relationships? Like, yeah. Did you feel like she was keeping like almost like a, a checklist of all your bad deeds? Like what was, Oh yeah, she still does. And she throws in, she, she'll, no, she keeps a checklist of all the good deeds she does for you. Okay. So there's your condition. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I can check off. I've done this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. So I can, I don't have to give you unconditional love. I don't have to do that sort of stuff. So what's your advice for, for people who are dealing with, you know, you and I just look through, um, a book that was about, you know, finding, your five languages, finding your love, love language mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I know for me, it, you know, it, it, it opened, it opened my eyes to a lot of different stuff. So, you know, it's, it's funny because it's like, I've, I've, I didn't tell you this, but I've read it twice mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm so intuitive with people where it's like, I already know what their love language is, you know, before even like, I don't, I don't have to study them. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a trip because it's like, I can just feel them if that makes any sense at all. No, for sure. For sure. So, you know, you, you had that, that I guess I'm trying to just, um, like how are your stories? How can, how do you feel they're relatable to Joe average who, or Jolene Average, who <sighs> uh, who comes on the site or listens to the podcast, you know. So I'm not trying to comp- Everybody's story is so unique and so different that I'm not trying to compare my story to anybody else's. Mm-hmm. My stories are through my perception, and it's my life. You know, I've had sexual trauma. My brothers molested me when I was little, and I'm very protective with my girls because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been through depression. People has, they have mocked my mental health. They have called me crazy. They have, and then I got to a point where I was scared to ask for it. Right. You know, every time I got to that point because everybody disowned me 
either for because I wasn't living the type of lifestyle that they wanted me to live or that I stood up for myself or I stood up for my family. Right. And that's, and that's I know you've written about that and you've talked well, about that. I've never really, and I think I, I feel pretty comfortable talking about it now. Mm-hmm. I've never really said why my mom and I don't talk. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, if you're comfortable talking about that, I know it's kind of a big, a big deal, but once you give the, you know, a little teaser kind of, I'm sure a lot of people have wondered like, Jesus, what, what happened? You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, my article, uh, the curse of May. Yeah. Okay. It's mother's day. It's my anniversary. It's my ex's birthday. All this clusterfuck of fuckery, right? Mm -hmm. Well, part of it is because of my mom, because Mm -hmm. of mother's day. And as well as I've raised my, my, she's my daughter, whether anybody else wants to say that she's not, I've raised her since she was a little girl into adulthood. And, um, and that is what I get emotional about. Right. right. Um, and that's but, understandable. Yeah. And I've had to grieve her like she's passed. Right. You, you know? mentioned that quite a, quite a bit. Yeah. Well, with that being said, she still talks to my um, biological mom. And I feel that my, and I've heard um, that my, she basically manipulates my stepdaughter into a person that I was 10 years ago. You know, like, oh, like this is this is who, you know, trying to to create a perception of you that doesn't exist. Anymore. Like, you know, and I I'm, I want to be really open about this because I think it really, it really bothers me how um, I've been shunned. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my mom is and knowing what I know now, I didn't know it back then, but my mom's completely and 100% narcissistic. So she, uh, when I reached out to her because I was going to drive my car off a cliff, Mm. like this was three years ago. Mm. Like I was done, done. I was grieving over the loss of my family. I was commuting back and forth from Monterey to, um, the central Valley. And I could not handle being away from my kids, mm-hmm. you know, and I reached out to my mom because that's what you do. That's what, that's what you should be. Able yeah. To do. Yeah. And she basically just said, I don't have room in my heart to love you. Ouch. Ouch. And I can see you, you're, you're getting choked that, up over that. And that's cause, and then she told me that I was too hard to love. And then she shot me over a text saying that. um, Yeah, I saw bits and pieces. Yeah, that uh, I ruined her reputation. And so that's, I mean, that's. (laughs) That that was hard. That was really hard. That's hard. I mean, to have your parent kind of. I've never. And and I was there when a lot of this stuff was going on. And I've, you know, you hear stories of, of people, you know, parents disowning their children. But. I kind of saw it firsthand and it was really, you know, you would think like, you would think like, oh, a year, you can let it go. Right. You know, okay, two years. And my mom, my mom and I, we would always go, I think uh, the longest was three years that we didn't talk, that that we didn't talk. Well, she used to mentally and verbally abuse me when I was little. And then, um, she used to blame it on me 
you know. Right. It was your fault. It was my fault. Everything's it was always, fault. always yeah. my fault. She would put me in group homes and stuff. And, um, and, and then I would just always run away because she would always like hit me or whatever. And then I just, I wanted to go where the love was. I wanted to go where it was safe. Right. You know? So we, you know, going back to when I was my daughter's age, I was like 14, 15 years old. I was in a group home and she maybe showed up to maybe two of the therapy sessions that we were supposed to have. Oh, you guys were supposed to have like family yeah, therapy. Yeah, fam- family therapy. It. And she only showed up to two. And so it was it was just hard because I knew that I wasn't a priority of hers. You know, mm-hmm. I just knew that she would always be like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. You just want to, you're always so emotional. And it was just, it hurt because it was like, I was a teenager. Number one, my hormones are just (laughs) flying. Teenagers are emotional to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. And then number two, I was still dealing with my sexual trauma, you know, and she would always, you know, downplay it like, oh, you're just using that as an excuse. Or sometimes she would call me a whore. You know, it would get really, really intense. So let's fast forward. Uh (laughs) And um, this was in 2012. No, 2013. My ex-husband got injured on the job. Mm. And I was so upset because uh, they demoted him. He was working for your family Mm -hmm. at the time, right? Mm -hmm. They demoted him. And then they fired him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, who in the fuck does that? Who in the fuck does that? Like, this is the father to your grandchildren. And I'm in school. I was in massage therapy school. So he is the breadwinner. Who in the fuck does that? You know? So I called my mom and I was infuriated. I'm like, you can't do that. You cannot fucking fire him. He didn't do anything wrong, blah, blah, blah. Right, that, that whole piece Yeah, And then I said, you know what? Fuck that. I'll sue you for wrongful termination. Mm-hmm. But that was just me talking shit. You're just angry. I was angry, totally yeah. angry. And my ex-husband can contest to this. Three days later, I come home from work. No, I came. No, it wasn't three. It, it was a probably. Oh, I don't even know the time frame. But short amount of time. Later. Yeah, it was short amount of time later. No, it was about three days. Mm-hmm. I, I remember I was working at a day spot and in school. Anyways, I came home from work and he had all this paperwork. And I'm like, oh, you know, what'd you do all day? What is this? And he's like, I went to go see an attorney. There's three attorneys that want to take my case. And I was like. You're fucking kidding me, right? Right? Like you, you don't sue family. Like no, you no. don't do that. But and, they, it happens quite often. Yeah. Well, and like they're a big, well-known company mm-hmm. in um, the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, everything with my mom is money based, and that's why money with me holds no value. You can contest to that. Oh yeah, yeah. L- I've. I mean, you know, little known fact is is you've had some pretty well-known people who have wanted to pursue you and 
threw some money your way mm-hmm. and you just weren't impressed with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not impressed by money. I yeah. was raised with it and nope, I want I I like it, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I like it. I'd I like it. Exactly. Sponsor us. <laughs> but that's where you come in. <laughs> right? Um no, I'm just saying that it it just doesn't rule me. You know, right. it's like the to me money is the root of all evil. It can change people so quick. Like I seen my mom on food stamps to taking the bus to, you know, to her nose in the air. Right. You know, and acting like her shit didn't stink and she's only been with, you know, one male in her whole entire life, which is a fucking lie. Right. <laughs> so um, I'm just saying that. You know, so and money was kind of the catalyst behind this, right? right? Behind right. your because you, she was, I mean, it for her running a um, running her business, it was important that she didn't have any dings on her workman's comp, you know, being yeah. safe and being OSHA um, compliant, yeah, right. It was really important to her because God forbid, you know, anyone get injured on the job, yeah. So, um, she was upset that. My ex got injured and I remember we called, uh, he was, it was father's day and he was in tears because of his shoulder. And I was like, well, you have to fucking, I don't know what to do. Go to the emergency. I, I have, I can't do anything. I can't work on you. We've already tried icing you like nothing is working. You need to go to emergency. So, um, took him to the emergency and the first thing that they asked was, where this happened. Right. Yeah. And he said at work, well, by law, they have to run it through workman's comp. It has to get reported. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my stepdad was infuriated. Infuriated. So, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we sued him. We sued him. And would I do it again? Yeah, I would. In a heartbeat. Even knowing the the fallout that came from it, because there was quite a big fallout. There is, but and you know what? Like it's, it's only so, it's so one sided. Because I mean, okay, I've always had to stand up for myself, and I always stood up for other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I would always come off as a bitch, or I would always come off as like, you know, um, just very arrogant. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't like that at all. I just loved those people. So I stood up for the, for them, including my own mom. You know, I stood up with, I stood up for her, um, quite a few times. So when all of that happened, no one, no one cared because I already fought everyone's battle for them. It, does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. So for sure. it's like, they were just like, oh, pff. yeah, well, you know, she's drama or I would always get accused of being drama because I would always fight someone else's b- battle. It's it's always dramatic when you for people to get called out on something. Oh, for sure. And, and especially when deep down, you know that it's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That The truth hurts more than anything else. And so it's and I think that's the one thing we fight more than anything else. Um, no, that's definitely like, you know, no one likes to be called out and no one likes to be, no one wants to own their shit either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's hard to self-reflect and, and I'll be the first one 
and I, I'm sure you're not going to agree with this, but I always look at it through your person or through someone else's perspective and then through mine. And I always say, I'm sorry, but it could be in the heat of the of an argument. So it's dismissed. So then I I fall into default into standing up for myself, Mm -hmm. which that has been important for me um, lately is to set my boundaries. Basically, just like, you know, evil swallowed us like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the lawsuit. And then I was stalked by my ex-husband, my ex-husband's brother Mm -hmm. that spread tons of rumors about him and I that we were having an affair, which we definitely fucking weren't, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can honestly say now that I'm looking back, it was so evil. Like, I can't even imagine going through this, going through that shit now, you know, and um, I can't believe how strong I was. So what advice do you have for um, for people listening in who who are in the in the midst who are kind of mired in their their own shit storm right now? Yeah, like I said, everybody has their own sad story and everybody has, you know, their 50 shades of fucked off. Right. You right. know, um, but everything is just temporary. And you sometimes you might feel that the whole world is against you mm-hmm. and you're going to feel so alone and sometimes you're going to feel so isolated, but you got to trust yourself. You know what I mean? Like I didn't trust myself and I didn't love myself. And it took a lot of time to understand people's behavior and to understand my own. Mm -hmm. And so once I started understanding my behavior, then I started making positive changes. Now, do you think if you had found um, a site like Broken Girl or something like that when you were going through, do you think do you think that would have been helpful just to maybe connect with other people? Because it can be, um, it can be isolating. Oh my know? God. Yeah. It's totally isolating. Um, it's scary. Mm-hmm. It is, especially like I have no family. I only have my dad and a couple aunts, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't like me half of the time. <laughs> well, that's family. <laughs> but, um, I'm just saying like, I come from a big family, so it was really hard for me to grieve the process of mm-hmm. losing so much all at once. And there's people that it happens to, like, you know, one of the girls that was supposed to be in our um, women's empowerment shoot, she was homeless. Mm-hmm. And it was, it wasn't, she was homeless because she was on drugs. She was homeless because her boyfriend was on drugs. Mm-hmm. So therefore, she backed up her boyfriend. So her family wanted nothing to do with her. So, I mean, that can be very isolating and you, you don't know if you're going to make the right decisions or the wrong decisions, but just if you're looking for that healing process, definitely like listen to our podcasts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We have some life coaches, phenomenal life coaches you know, um, we have another episode with Renee that, mm-hmm. that is in the, in, in the, the funnel. Works still. <laughs> uh, we have, you know, like you said, Heather's story, we have Marlena's story. We have some really 
some really interesting and just different. It, they're all different. Jaw dropping stories. You know, there's. And you lived a really a smooth childhood. I, I did not have any really trauma. any childhood trauma. So when I hear these stories, you Can know, you imagine I, it's hard for me to imagine, you know, and, and just knowing the, the little bit of pain that that has been inflicted on my own child through some of my choices mm-hmm. as an adult. I can't imagine. I mean, like, yeah. And like the, Heather, I, I mean, when I was editing the, I the podcast, it was, I just, can't, it's, it blew, it blew my mind. I'm like, wait, what? It, it sounded like it. a it was, scene. It, it was the seventies. Like it, 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 it felt the, like a, like out it, of a movie. It, it was surreal. It, it was like the movie blow. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, are you, straight up a scene from a movie yeah. i'm like this that's that could not be real tell me that that didn't happen to you but see one of the things about childhood trauma um and this is what renee educated me on is that you can be either one or two things after you can either have a high you know Mm-hmm. sex drive or you can have a very low one and just very reserved in how you have to attach emotionally to mm-hmm. um to have that intimacy right um and and it just made a lot of sense to me because i'm 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 it's not that i have a low one it's that everything has to be in harmony with me you got to be in sync for, right for things to so, let go right and for someone like heather Heather, you know, is spontaneous and she talks about it all day long, mm. you know, and, um, and that's something you guys talked about on, on her episode. Right. Well. So, I mean, just having all of that trauma and understanding why the, I made some of the choices that I made, um, when I was younger, as well as, um, now and, it just put a lot of things in perspective for me. So I'm hoping to do that with other with anyone. It doesn't even have to be a woman. It could be your next door neighbor's aunt's dog. I don't even care. I just want to help. <laughs> I don't think they're listening to podcasts, but <laughs> my <know>. dog is. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think, you know, I, I wanted to thank you for letting me interview you for, for a quick minute here. And it was a little bit longer than a quick minute. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people want to get to know who I am and who you are and stuff like that. Now that we're getting people that actually, you know, want to invest more and stuff. So, and sponsor and, and be a part of it. So, so yeah, what's, you know, we'll, uh, we'll post a couple questions from this, you know, see what your take is on it. Um, see what your thoughts are. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, and you know, we'd love to partner with you if, if you're interested and, um, you know, follow us on, on Instagram, broken girl unchained or at broken girl unchained. It's, it's at broken girl unchained podcast and, um, follow us on uh, Facebook at broken girl unchained. And without the podcast right and then go to the website www no it's just brokengirlunchain.com oh it's not it's not www no. i always do that no i don't Why? think they do that as much anymore so well i do it sounds good right i like that yeah I like www we're on the worldwide unchained.com west coast worldwide <laughs> no what was that from uh stepbrothers i don't know fuck it fucking Catalina wine mixer we'll move on <laughs> moving so, on that was my failed attempt at a, a movie quote there but uh so yeah 
I mean, welcome. Thank you very much for giving Thank me you the for time. having me. Thank you to all of you out there in 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 video. In the land cloud. Here. In the in cloud. The cloud. <laughs> yeah. All of you in the cloud. Um, please tune in. I, I think you'll you'll be more than happy if you did. There's a lot of great stuff. We have mm-hmm. a lot of great guests coming up. We do. We do. And um, I'm really looking forward to this next coming year and what it has to offer. And not only that, but I just want to reach out and I want to, you know, keep donating to our community to Turning Point um, Empowerment Center. They're a huge part of um of who Broken Girl is now, mm-hmm. you know. So um, definitely keep tuning in, keep watching, and, and follow, like, and you know, if and you share. and share. And not only that, but you know, g- give me your story if you if you're comfortable and you're looking to heal. And that's how this all started. Was just you know, you told your story, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, we got other people telling their stories. Mm-hmm. So. This is, you know, it's, it's the, important to me to give women their voice or give anyone their voice, well, especially for women, especially women who've been abused and mistreated and, and neglected, and neglected. Mm-hmm. like they're, I mean, that's just a, a common, that's someone, that's a, a group of people that, that typically have not had a voice. Right. So this is your fucking place to have a voice and you can swear. You <laughs> say fuck a lot. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. I love that fucking word. Right? So join us on this fucking, on this fucking journey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Join us I love on that. this journey. And uh, on the motherfucking journey. On the motherfucking journey. <laughs> Till next time. Thank Til you ni- again. I can never say that. Stop doing that. Till next time. Until next time. See? Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Broken Girl Unchained. I like that voice. Dot com. <laughs>